Hi and welcome to Making the Right Place Season 2. This is your host Manit and this is my co-host Isher and we have another guest episode with Kanishka Di Silva. Um, and you know, just for like information, Kanishka is one of the brothers of our, one of our previous guests, Stefan. And he is a data engineer right now at Facebook and he's given me a lot of advice over the years and we've had like a lot of very interesting chats over the years about um, think all things related to like CS and his life at um, Berkeley. So I'm excited to kind of have him on the show and just, you know, kind of dig into his thoughts and just like see what he has to say about different roles in data science and data engineering and what his plans are for the future. Uh, so hi Kanishka, uh, welcome to the show, thanks for coming. Uh, and the first thing I just wanted to ask is like, you know, how's, how's your, how's like, you know, your days at Facebook, right? Uh, like, how are your days at Facebook right now? And like, how, how are you kind of like you know, transitioning into the role? I know you should kind of shifted jobs recently. Like, what are your thoughts as of now? And like, how, how are you feeling right now with, uh, you know, everything that's going on? Yep. Uh, firstly, thanks guys for having me. Very excited to be yeah. on the show. Been a fan for a while. Huh? Um, yeah. To answer your question, um, as you mentioned, I, I recently joined Facebook. It's not even been three weeks yet. So right now it's just getting through training um, and wrapping up, getting to know the culture of the company and what exactly tools I'll be working with. So it's not too busy right now, just uh, taking my own time, learning everything, the ins and outs, um, up to you know whatever I can online. It's obviously not the same as being in the office. And I look forward to the day that you know the offices are open up and I can go in. Uh, but yeah, as of now, it's just a lot of learning, which I enjoy. Um, I, I, I I like this a part of it where I get to take my time, learn whatever I want to really focus on. And, um, you know, once I get allocated on my teams, then I can, you know, keep, do the actual work that's required. So for now, it's pretty good. All right, Kanishka, so you're a data engineer at Facebook. And I know, I know a lot of us come across the term of like data scientists or data analysts, but like, for the layman, what is like a, a what does a data engineer do? And like, well, if you could, you know, kind of put it in like brief terms. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, honestly, I also stumbled across this um, profession. I it was not something that I was uh, actively looking for. It just um, a couple of years back, I came across the role. And to answer your question, it's it's a bit difficult to explain in the sense that every company has a different um, expectation of a data engineer. But if I were to just put it in its briefest um, form, it is um, finding the data and making it available for end users to make those data-driven decisions. Now you hear that term all the time, right? Data-driven decisions, that's the that's what companies are looking for now. That's what companies um, in the past, you know, they're, what they were looking for. Um, and I think the data engineers generally are the people who have a really good understanding of um, what data is available how to kind of transform the data, make it available in, in a way that the end users, the, the business users, they can interpret it and make those decisions. Um, it, think of it as the conduit between the, the raw data and the people making those, or like who, who are, it's their job to make those decisions. Right, and then it's more of a role that kind of exists in like bigger companies, because I feel like usually with smaller companies, you have like, the analysts like making that entire like jump of like collection, like initial processing and actual analysis, and then you know handing it off to decision makers. But I think with bigger companies, it becomes important to like have these like like uh, for lack of a better word like pipelines of like just data gathering uh, and like processing to make sure that people have it. And like so like I guess like maybe 
where does your job like where would you draw the line between a data engineer and like somebody further down the like the, the pipeline uh like where do your responsibilities end and where did theirs start um i i don't think there's a clear distinction because mm-hmm. if you think about it right like you need to know about your product you need to know about what the end user is trying to solve for right so you need that business acumen um at the same time you need the technical expertise to get that data from its source to the end, end user so i wouldn't say there's a clear line like you can go as far into it, into the process as you want like you can uh you know be someone that's very technical technically focused and be you know very um work closely with the software engineers in terms of like getting the logging um well structured so that you know down the pipeline the data is what you're expecting and not something that you know is is not not of high quality or you could go the other end of the spectrum and be extremely involved with the data scientists with the product managers with um, you know whoever is in charge of making those decisions and you know ha- help them understand okay this is what we're seeing in the data um you know and and you need to be able to you know provide those data sets those uh, visualizations in a way such that it, it makes their life easier right um the other thing i would say is one key aspect of this role that i enjoy is finding those patterns finding those anomalies finding you know what looks to be interesting and you have to you know be able to make that call whether you know someone down the road will find this an interesting you know insight into the product so definitely it's up to you how you want to take this role it's it's very flexible in that way but obviously you need to have those technical skills but at the same time you also need to have the ability to make those business decisions that will uh, you know take your product further that makes sense yeah and it seems like there's a lot more like interplay between like you know the people you hand your uh data off to uh and then like there's like a little like feedback loop there uh, exactly because yeah, like yeah they need to tell you what you need to do and then you need to figure out what you want to do and yeah that's cool awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i i was just curious you mentioned like a bunch of roles over there like you know you mentioned product managers like data scientists and like obviously in these big firms like swees like a big deal software engineering is like a big deal so you have all these like options right when you come in when you choose like a cs degree especially at a place like berkeley what kind of like sent you across to like the data engineering end of things like what kind of push you to make the decision where like you know you you transition to a role like this just cuz you know, there's a bunch of things you can pick from and I, i'm always just like interested in how people think about where to place themselves in like a company like uh, facebook or mastercard yeah i mean um great question i think it's different from person to person my from my experience it was that i did a software engineering internship my freshman summer okay wasn't a great experience um it was good like i i learned stuff i did stuff but i didn't enjoy it as much yeah and then i think it was either the semester following that or a couple of semester after that um i took a class on databases and i i thought that was kind of the class that really worked best with my interest and i really enjoyed the class we loved all the projects i did on that in that class um and so i was looking at roles that you know might align with the the knowledge i learned in that class and turned out that data engineering at that time was quite you know rapidly growing it was a quick growing um like role 
So I thought, you know what, I don't really know many data engineers. I might as well just go into it, jump into it head first, see if I enjoy it or not. And um, so far, I really enjoyed uh, the role. Um, I think there's a lot for me to learn still. And um, yeah, especially that now that I made another like career move, I, I feel like there's a ton more to learn now. And as Ishir mentioned, I just wanted to touch one, on one more point. Uh, you mentioned that it's, you know, these usually you see it in these BRA companies that have a large um, scale, which makes, I completely agree. It's, it's the companies that have a ton of data that really need these data engineers because you can't have one person working through the whole pipeline um, and not focus on the things that they're, you know, specifically um, trained to do, right? So if you're a data scientist, they weren't specifically trained to, Know, build these pipelines and transform data. They were trained to, you know, build the models, you know, and read um, and make sense of the insights that are, are coming through. So, um, to your point, like I enjoyed that aspect of uh, what I was learning, the, the database class, and the work I was doing, and that's how I kind of stumbled across it. Um, it might not be the same for other data engineers. But it's just that's how I came across it. That's such an interesting thing because, like, that makes perfect sense because you know. On a small scale, like when you're doing analysis in a small company, you're passing around CSVs too. You know, yeah. by email, you can't do that. No, <laughs> these massive SQL databases to deal with. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that 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 makes perfect sense. Now, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is like you know, I was just wondering in terms of like skill set and just like you know competencies and things like that. Um, just because a lot of people like. I, I think they kind of like align their skill sets to either something like SWE or data science, like on, on a very primary level. What what do you think? Uh, what kind of skill sets could kind of people uh, improve in their like time at university, or just like what what can they work on to just land roles at this and kind of like show to recruiters that they are they are they're kind of good fit in this kind of space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think from a technical point of view, the, the main yeah. thing is SQL. You need to have a really good foundation in SQL. Okay. Uh, not nothing too complex, right? Just wait, at least when you're getting into the, you know, as a you know, undergrad going into the industry, uh, if you have you know a solid foundation in SQL, that's very, very useful. Having said that, it's something you can learn on the job as well. Okay. Uh, so, at, at, at the number of like data scientists that come out of college that don't know how to use SQL. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a very surprising fact. There's a lot of people who are going to just go directly into data science who've never touched SQL. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, definitely helpful to have at least a working understanding of how SQL works. Um, and then the other piece is just some sort of scripting languages. Um, because at the end of the day, like when you're building pipelines, you need um, some sort of scripting language uh, and some knowledge there as well. So whatever that is, you know, from the options that you have, just learn some of that. Um, I, I, like for me, I, during my classes, I was able to like get into Java and Python as well. And just learning those really helped because from there, I'm sure you both know, you can easily pivot to any other language that's available. So um, that's from a technical standpoint from a you know, not so technical um, point of view, it's just, you should be comfortable, you know, working with large sets of da uh, large data sets, right? Um, and both of you are aware, the data set you get in college is nothing like the data set you're getting in the real world. Real world is 
the data is so ugly. It's it's never as cleaned out as what you get in college. In college, it's perfect, right? There's, and even if it's, um, you know, they're trying to show you data isn't clean, they're like manually manipulating data to make it look not clean. That's not like actual, um, that's not how data in the real world is. Data in the real world is just completely filled with anomalies. So you should be, you know, uh, you, should, you need to be able to be flexible working with such data sets. Um, and at the same time, you, uh, you know, like one thing I enjoy is like finding patterns in data, finding those anomalies, as I mentioned earlier. So, you know, just being comfortable with those data sets, uh, you know, you shouldn't be nervous about it, not afraid. There are ways to obviously make your job easier and you learn that um, along the way. But, you know, till you get there, just be comfortable with it. That's, that's such an important point about like getting comfortable working with real world data because you know like not everything is as clean as like an MNIST data set like yeah you know and like i feel like it's a, it's a thing that can only really be developed by just like working uh in a space where you know like there's not been a lot of like actual data science done before uh, i mean you can obviously go on kaggle and do stuff like that but that's also like really clean to some extent right like yeah all of the stuff there is like super clean in comparison to real world data. Like for me, like firstly, when I got started with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I won't consider myself a data scientist and more in like the ML part of it, but you know, there's data science aspects to it. But uh, I think for me, like I worked in a space where there hadn't been a lot of like actual data science approaches done. We worked with just like raw data, like people submitting like bad images, right? Like not, not perfect stuff that was, manipulated by a, like a data engineer or anything right? like for, yeah. So like just understanding how to work with that kind of data makes is such a good skill set. And like having some projects where you can, you can show like, Hey, like I dealt with this kind of trash and like, I made something like, you know, something feasible out yeah. of it. Yeah. Is important and then that's good that you brought it up, but kind of going back to your role, uh, right now, uh, at Facebook. What's the day-to-day -day like? I know you're still working remotely and uh, you know the company's starting to transition back to in-person soon or is planning to soon. Uh, but what, what's your day-to-day -day like? Like, you know, like who you meet, like, well, what do you guys talk about? And like, what are your current projects looking like? Obviously you can't tell us too much about that, but, but like, you know, from an, abs from an abstracted perspective, well, what's the day-to-day -day like? So even, even if I, you know, was a, like, you know, comfortable saying it, I can't just because I'm still in my training phase and I don't know what the actual day is like. No. So I can go two ways. I can either tell you what my training is like or I can tell you what my previous role day was like. What do you prefer? I think MasterCard would be like really cool too because like it's it's at the same scale, right? Like, yeah, like I, I think we just want to just sort of like how 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 like a typical day would look as like a data engineer, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So as I mentioned, like it's very different from company to company. In okay. MasterCard, the data engineer's um, role was very um, client focused in, in the sense that the project that we were taking on was also like client centric. So each um, project that I was on was with some sort of uh, third party client. So uh, it was either a retail firm or it was um, a, a large national bank. Okay. Um, so th there were different types of projects, right? Uh, generally, I was on about three to four projects at the same time. So, uh, and, you know, the projects, they kind of, you know, they have an ebb and flow in terms of how busy they are from time to time. So at one point in time, maybe like two projects are relatively busy. So if I take one of those days, um, I'd say about 20, 30% of the time is spent just uh, communicating with the client. Um, yeah. That was something I really 
enjoyed or rather okay. I found very beneficial is right. working with those clients because you work at a place like Mastercard or Facebook, like everyone around you is relatively smart, right? Like everyone right. is at a very similar level. But when you work with clients, you have people from all over the world, right? You have people yeah. from different backgrounds. Um, and sometimes, you know, they don't have as technical skills, which is, you know, not enough on them. It's just, that's not their role. But you need to be able to communicate be like all clearly down and effectively. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah. you need to be able to, you know, uh, clearly communicate everything. And I thought that was a very useful skill that I picked up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, regardless of what industry I am down the road, like it's going to be super helpful. Um, so, yeah. uh, 20, 30% is communicating with the client. Um, then I'd say 20% of the time you're working on tools uh, and like developing tools to help you in the, you know, data engineering, like flow things. So, you know, whether that is, um, you know, data validating tools, whether that is, you know, data ingress, egress tools, um, you know, tools that are, that make your, you know, pipeline building more efficient. There, so about 20, 30% of the time you're you're working on internal tools. So that's another piece. I'll, I'll come back to it um, maybe down the road. Uh, but, and then the rest of the time you're working on, uh, okay, the client says, okay, we need this new data set that we have. Uh, we want to, you know, analyze it on um, the, the software that MasterCard is providing. So there, at that point, it's, you know, building the connections between our data servers with, with uh, the client's data servers, pulling the data, uh, validating data, uh, transforming it to you know the data model that we were using, and then loading it on. So uh, that part is kind of uh, the more I guess the technical side of the role, um, and it gets interesting because it gets interesting when you move from different uh, verticals, right? You work with like a bank's data set is completely different from like the retail data set, so getting that um, knowledge and understanding the nuances in there is very interesting and, that's and that's working with that. Um, so yeah, I think that's hundred percent of the time, I think uh, of, right. of the actual work I'm doing. And obviously, you know, beyond that, you're also playing, you know, ping pong and yeah, right. um, all, the, all the games and stuff in the game room. Um, but in terms of work, that's how I'd say the day looks like. Right. And I found the, the comment about like working with clients, like, and then like the fact that you were fond of it uh, kind of interesting because I feel like a lot of technical people kind of like run away from that also. Because um, yeah. uh, I, I was talking to someone like a couple of days ago and they, they were like, you know, the whole client facing thing is something that annoys them because some people really like to stay in their own space, kind of like solve a problem, um, kind of like get abstracted things and whatnot. Because yeah, like, and I agree because uh, even when I was working at my first internship, it's like, I think the, I guess, simplifying things and kind of putting it across to someone who, might not come from the same area of expertise is kind of important. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely really nice to know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, it's going to be useful down the road yeah. regardless if it's, you know, like a non-technical person or not, just that experience you have is, it's going to be super useful. Um, especially when you rank up and things like that, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it might not be like external, it might be like internal, um, internal you know, yeah. people that you need to speak to and you have that expertise there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something I need to work on. I feel like I, uh, <laughs> I, I really struggle at simplifying stuff, uh, even for myself, really. Uh, like I, I'll go to like a meeting with people who you know aren't too familiar with uh, data science, and I'll be like, oh yeah, like the loss is still falling. We can train it more. Like, <laughs> yeah. <they're> like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I find it interesting that you said like 
Oh, when you're a master file, like the clients would want you to analyze stuff on their like the company specific like software, right? I feel like I feel like that's become a thing now. Like all these companies have their own like specific like analysis software, and it's no longer like you know stick it in R or stick it in Python and. Uh, oh yeah. It. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of interesting to me because uh, that's also a skill you have to develop, right? Adapting to these like new like softwares every time you move to a new company, like. Oh yeah. Cool different tools are out there and a lot of internal tools are on that yeah <laughs> yeah yep. very true very true like so the, the tool that was the main button at the time mastercard was uh had been around for a while and as you may like i think it you know links back to what we we're discussing like not everyone has the technical knowledge of like r python or scala or whatever right you want to like most companies want to make that process as easy as possible for the the client so uh, going back to our like our discussion like not everyone has that um, level of uh, skill level, right? And that's what these companies, what they're trying to do is make a product that makes the data science aspect of it as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, at, at Facebook, there's a lot of internal tools to learn as well. Um, here, it's not so much like external fetching, right? Like at, at Facebook, it's more like we have these products that um, Facebook has. What are we doing wrong? What are we doing right? How do we improve the product? How do we keep making a better uh, experience for the end user so that, that's a switch that i'm looking forward to making is from the client move from the client perspective into something more internal facing where you don't have that pressure of an external client but at the same time you, you know we're all working towards the same goal here so i mean looking forward to that yeah that's it that's it and the next kind of thematic kind of question that i had with, with you was um just looking back to like your time at berkeley right like just because like university is also like a very reoccurring theme in our podcast um i was just wondering like is there anything you'd like change on a strategic level not not only on just like a nostalgic level but on a strategic level to kind of get to uh you know where you are right now is there anything you'd go back and change either the courses you took extracurriculars or your involvement or side projects whatever whatever might come to your head like i was just wondering yeah yeah, I mean, this is something that I've, I've spoken with a lot of my close friends and my family about as well. It's, yeah. um, I didn't feel like I was prepared for uni or like well prepared for a university when I came here. Um, in the sense that, yeah, like I, I, I had learned what I had to learn for my like books and stuff, right? Like all the, the you know, book knowledge, I had gotten it. It was good from school, uh, from high school. But when I came here, uh, all the extracurriculars were the things that I was not prepared for. Okay. I always tell, like, uh, you know, whoever I speak to, like, I was always a year late to everything in college. Okay. Um, like, m- my first year, I, I I figured, you know, I have time. They have four years to, you know, do whatever I have to do. But So I took my first year very, very lightly. Um, I took, did the classes and all, like, whatever was expected, I did all my classes. But beyond that, I don't think I really branched out enough. Uh, the only things that I really focused in was uh, just my like my personal relationships, my like housemates and like friends and whatnot, and um, soccer. Like I was playing soccer a lot, which is great. Like I don't regret any of that. But I feel like I should have done a lot more in my first year in terms of like getting involved with clubs on campuses, getting involved in like you know um, like side projects, all that kind of stuff. So my I felt like that year didn't really do that, and. and what I should have done was, you know, get involved with those clubs. And that would have enabled me, I feel like, to, um, you know, find some opportunities for my summer in the US. So my freshman summer, I didn't 
I wasn't really aware of like what was available here. So I did an internship back in Sri Lanka. Um, so when, then my second year, that's when I got involved with like a lot of clubs on campus. So second year, third year, and even my last year, I was involved with a bunch of clubs. Um, if I had started that earlier, I feel like I would have been a lot more prepared. Um, and, and yeah, then all my internships was also like a, a summer later than I probably should have done it. Um, I think that's the only like piece I would have changed just with like kind of reach out and uh, do yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's much I could have done. I feel like it should have been, I think, uh, at least in, in my school, in, in high school, like there weren't a lot of opportunities for me to know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. From, from, from the school point of view, yeah, I knew what to expect. I like all the studies and stuff I was totally prepared for. But the extracurriculars, I, I thought, you know, maybe I could take it easy, whatnot, and just yeah. cruise by. Could have, definitely could have. And I might be somewhere else than where I am today. But um, I wish I had been a bit more prepared. I don't know who, whether that's something I should have done or something this, you know, the people who had the knowledge should have yeah. uh, given me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I hope that now, like going forward, I like through this podcast or through other platforms, those kids who are transitioning to college, they are no, they get that knowledge uh, yeah. and they start early. Um, and, you know, if you want to take a break, you know, um, that's totally fine too. Uh, but from my perspective, that's what I would have changed. Yeah. It, that's I think, oh, I think Matt's going to say the same thing, but like, okay. that's when we started this, like, you know, both yeah. of us, when we went into college, we felt like we had like gaps in our knowledge that, you know, yeah. We, we knew what school was going to be hard, like, but that's like the only thing. We didn't know like, oh, there's, you know, all these resources and like you can take advantage of them and how to take advantage of them and how to link with people. And, you know, it, it, those weren't challenges that we were prepared for. And we were, you know, at, like you, we were eager late catching up because we had to relearn these things or learn for the first time these things, right? Mm-hmm. Our hope is that, you know, by talking to people, you know, like us and like you who've gone through the process, maybe we can impart something that'll let somebody else get grasp it a little earlier. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm completely on the same boat as you guys. Are. I'm I'm you know very thankful that you guys are doing this because hopefully if you know nothing else comes from this, one kid uh, you know one. figures yeah. out yeah exactly if one one person you know makes that move and like that understanding, uh, I think you guys have done a great job, right? Yeah, and for me, I think I don't know coming into like I don't know, transitioning from high school to university is kind of weird in the sense that. Uh, Kanishri, you might relate to this, like, even in Sri Lanka, like, even in high school, it's like, extracurriculars is up, like, sports or, like, something very, like, I, I don't I don't think technical extracurriculars have existed, and, like, self-learning at the level we do at university, it's, I don't think it's a thing in Sri Lanka, right, it's like, you have to get, like, certain grades, and I don't think people, because, I, I don't know, when I came to university, I kind of learned how to, like, get enough grades to, like, land myself in certain opportunities and do other stuff, and, like, you know, kind of manage my time like that, uh, and I think over here, it's like, it was a lot of like reaching out and reaching out and like learning stuff. Um, um, I, I met uh, like one of my mentors called Imran. He kind of like really kind of gave me the blueprint uh, moving forward. But like even even through that, there are a lot of things that we experiment with in our first year that like I wish, okay, now now I know all of this stuff. Like hopefully like all this this blueprint might pass down. Where like sometimes sometimes if, I, I feel like even experimenting should end at a certain phase. I think like sometimes like you're, you're kind of spreading yourself through, through thing, I think through activities and stuff. So I think identifying, like, just like you said, like, you know, you did your database class and you realize like SWE wasn't for you and, you know, small things like that. I think 
those kind of things really like change a lot for me it's like i never thought i'd go into sui when i when i started out but i realized that like uh doing something technical would be a bit more interesting i i was always debating between like stuff like pm and sui and all of that but like i realized okay maybe sticking to something technical would be better in the long run uh mm-hmm. but the technical te- I, i think uh, P- I, i don't know in sri lanka there is no real tech culture like there right where like you <laughs> yeah like there there's nothing oh, like taking yeah, for yeah. us to go on like so that that was that was kind of weird for me coming into university it's like oh like all these people already know this stuff so like how do you work smart enough to kind of like uh jump the pipeline of like applicants that are there so yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like a lot of us we have the same um memories of sri lanka yeah. and background and yeah. and i i guess we should i know i think it's on us and the people who have got this knowledge to build Pass that yeah yeah you know give the students the the exposure at least I, for myself like all i did was like the cs classes in school and compared to the what the kids here were learning to yeah. i felt like i was you know nothing i wasn't so yeah. not prepared for like cs right yeah um i had to learn everything had, from scratch like right, from yeah. the beginning i had to go from the beginning it's like it's almost as if i had to discard everything i knew before yeah exactly like yeah. you know like what we were I, what i was learning in school was like it right yeah, not yeah. cs yeah. Uh, i wish i had learned more cs uh in back in in high school um and i don't know i think it's on people like us um who are you know you know pretty young uh to kind of give back to you know the the school system in sri lanka and it might might not be like you know directly teaching or such it might just be like hey these are the resources that are online readily available for free uh, like all my classes are online for free right like anyone can go take it up um i think it's just letting the kids back home know it's available and if they want to do it do it if if not that's totally fine it's up to them but um i didn't know of the what, what was available online i didn't know any of this back in um sri lanka yeah and i hope someone uh will find out about it and you know just explore it at least yeah yeah for sure you're definitely right like the responsibility is on us like to make sure we like pass forward this knowledge because every like you know in the generations before us it feels like you know kid goes off to university like and like that's where it stops there's no like kind of ends there yeah <laughs> right uh and that we have to try and close that loop and like you know like mane was lucky enough to have imran and you and you know a bunch of other good great mentors like to you know do a journey through it and i was lucky to have my roommates too you know who 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 are like generational college students and you you know been, like some some most of our parents i don't think mane's parents went to college i don't think my parents went to college mane there uh, parents didn't go to college i know that uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know uh, <laughs> it, it, there's a gap in knowledge there and uh, you know if you can talk to people who who've been through the loop then it's important but yeah that's a great piece of advice and uh, yeah i think we can try and wrap it up now uh kanisha thanks so much for coming on uh that was brilliant uh, it was great to talk to you about this and uh, you're very you best best of luck post training uh at facebook and uh, yeah maybe i'll see you in uh, september when i come back to uh uh follow all to Yeah, of course. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed the time uh chatting. Hopefully, we'll do this some sometime else as well. And yeah, looking forward to seeing you when you're here, man. We'll, we can continue this conversation then. Yeah. All right. Uh sure. Yeah, are you going to cut it? Okay, no. I, I have to thank. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> for anybody who's listening this far, thank you for listening and uh we'll see you on another episode of Making the Right Play. <laughs>